Gentlemen, how are we? Brian, what's going on? How you doing? Getting grooving. Nice. Thanks for uh, thanks for submitting your business and, and joining us on our uh, podcast. We appreciate it. No worries. You know, it, it was one of my goals this year to guest on more shows. So nice. Nice. You're 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 taking that. So you're you're number one. Oh man, that that that, that makes us feel good. We appreciate that. It's a brand new. Brand new venture we're starting out with. Uh, my name is Kyle, by the way, and I'm located in Northern California, in the, the Bay Area, Silicon Valley. And Aaron is actually my cousin. I know you've been talking with Aaron, so nice. he's my cousin. And uh, we kind of started this thing together to kind of let people's voices be heard and then kind of um, inspire people, you know, about what they've learned during the pandemic and how they had to pivot or, or shift their business. So we're hoping to just help people out with these stories. Very cool. Quick question. Is this audio only or audio and video? No, this is audio and video. Yeah. Okay. Well, sorry for my drab background. I, oh, no. Look at us. <laughs> I, I, I'd have fired up the studio. No, we're, we're very, very casual, laid back. So, no, this is, this is all good. No, we're happy cool. on here and, and just discuss uh, your business and uh, and how we can help other people, you know, kind of do the, the same thing and any advice that you would have. So, Very cool. How, how many episodes deep are you? We are two episodes deep. So you're actually our third episode. Nice. Yeah. Man. How are you navigating the waters of podcasting? Yeah, we're having fun with it. You know, it's fun. And, um, you know, I've never, I mean, in other careers, I've had, you know, people facing people facing positions and things like that. Mm-hmm. But um, so I've, I've actually found it to be, you know, natural, just, you know, speaking with people and um you know it feels very comfortable to me so i'm loving it so far very cool yeah yeah this is for me this is um uh well i've got a few different podcasts going on but um but yeah like i i just because i know you that that's probably a a function of your studio right you probably produce a lot of podcasts right i don't want to right okay (laughs) 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 yeah Day in, day out. It's uh, it's my grind. So, gotcha. Well, let's get right into it. There's no, you know, no need to talk so much about myself. Uh, talk, talk to us about you. How, how long have you had the studio? Uh, you know, the genesis of everything. Wow. So the the origin story. Um, back in two thousand eight, I was a web developer, mm-hmm. and. I was approached by an organization that wanted a podcast. And because I was a web guy, I of course had to know everything about it. And so I figured it out. And, and that was the first podcast I was actually ever involved in. Um, it was actually for a Masonic lodge, um, which was interesting. Um, right. <laughs> you know, I, I went on with, you know, doing web and, and, you know, making, making ends meet and, Oh, about five years ago, my buddy, he's a, he's a college professor and they were taking his class from in classroom to online. And he used to bring guest speakers and he's like, Brian, I, I need you to help me record these. I know you got microphones and, and I'm like, dude, if we're going to do this, why don't we make it a podcast and give it to the world? And right. we did. And this, that, that show is in, in my opinion, the premier show in their niche for emergency management um you know word spread people started asking for help and advice and um so you know i threw a shingle up and started charging and Mm -hmm. i was doing a little cool little side hustle 
And I had three people that said, you know, if you had a studio, I'd do a show. I want a studio. So I signed a lease. Day one, my partner backed out. None of those three started to show with me. (laughs) Uh, Relate to that. I can definitely relate to that. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a grind. You know, I'm sitting there like, oh, my goodness. You know, what did I get myself into? But Mm -hmm. I hustled, man. I hit every meetup, networking event that I could get to. Mm -hmm. Um, Just sniping on LinkedIn, getting in front of as many people as I could. And what? We're three years in a studio now. And uh, it's no longer just me. I have three part-time employees here. One's all bookkeeping and finance to help with production. I have a contractor up in uh, Washington state who does some editing for me. He's a disabled vet and um, he has sit and stand limitations. So he can crush audio editing for me when, when he's feeling like it and, mm-hmm. and he's, he's crushing it for me. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's boomed into a really fun little business, man. No, that's excellent. That's an excellent story. And it's like, it's like the, uh, the essence of what our show is about and talking about, you know, people having a vision and, and sticking to it and sticking, you know, to their ideas and, and believing in what they're trying to achieve. So that's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, I, I tell people I am the most fortunate person in the world because I have influencers, subject matter experts, just awesome people coming to my studio mm-hmm. paying me and i get to sit there and learn right right you know it's like this oh, is yeah. Yeah. this is awesome wow yeah no that's that's excellent that sounds like you're doing really well well there and uh now that's an awesome story and um so i know you had to like you said you're hustling hitting up meetups and things like that what were some of the i guess the most important lessons you learned while while doing that you know what, just coming up with that good story of why, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I, I coach all my new shows. What is your why? Why yeah. do you want to start a show? And you really need to nail that down um, if you're going to tell a good story. Right. And figuring my why out actually turned into the mission of, of the studio, which is we're here to help you tell your story. Um, and once that was refined and and I really had a mission for the company. Mm-hmm. It was just easy to talk to people about it. And that's that too is information I encourage all my show hosts to do is write down that mission statement, mm-hmm. come up with your core values and making a decision becomes easy. You know, right. should I do this? Does it support my mission? Is it aligned with my values? If so, it's an easy yes. If mm, then, then it's an easy no. Right. No, that's very, that's very important. And then I think that's something that will, you know, when people see and hear this, that will help, you know, other people trying to navigate, you know, this space that that might not be sure if they want to start a podcast or not, or, or that feel like they might not have material people want to listen to. Yeah. Um, so that, that's very, very important. So you have this studio for three years, the first year, you just kind of getting things into a groove. And then it sounds like if I'm right, the timing in the year two COVID hits. Is that right? That that then became the next challenge. You know, in year one, I was hiding my car because the repo man was looking for me. I was living <laughs> off credit cards. 
right. begging people right. to pay their bill early. You know, it was rough, but right. you know, you, you get by and repo mm. man never found me, which was awesome. Um, <laughs> That's always good. <laughs> but yeah, then when COVID hit, it went into, Oh, what now? You know, I had a few hosts going, yeah, I really don't want to be around people. And, mm -hmm. you know, I just dove into technologies that were available off the shelf, out of the box, um, you know, StreamYard, Riverside, Descript. They were all great platforms to give me high quality video, high quality audio um, remotely. And mm -hmm. I, I was able to talk some of those guys into still producing, which was cool. But then that opened up the world to me. I have show hosts all over the country. I have a host that lives in Kiev, actually packing his bag right now, getting ready to evacuate if, if Russia invades. I have a host that lives in Qatar and we all dial in, we record their, their show and or do a live show. And then, you know, we take it from there. So COVID kind of opened my eyes up to tech, which opened the business world up to me. Right. And would you say that's helped you reach a wider audience, essentially, right? Much, much, much more so. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. And I guess it expanded your business in terms of people that you could help produce their, their shows. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Again, we, we're now, let's see, I have hosts in three countries. Mm -hmm. um, I guess it would be three continents, which is, which is cool. Yeah, no, that's amazing. So was that the um, the main part that you had to kind of reinvent um, during the pandemic? Well, you know, one of my big concerns was I need to now allow time in between bookings to go in, wipe mm -hmm. down surfaces, change mic covers. You know, I had to come up with a, do I try to spray some alcohol on these and sterilize them? Do I toss them? And so I bought a bunch of them and we were replacing them for a while and testing different disinfectants is it going to eat the foam is it you know i had no mm -hmm. idea right <clears throat> um but i i think adding time in between bookings was you know you know a scary moment you know now instead Absolutely. of doing six a day i got to do five a day to allow time to go in and wipe down surfaces and mic stands and boom arms and chairs and mm -hmm. and change tablecloths and and all of that so you know added expense less revenue coming in on a daily basis. And, but again, adding the remote to it was cool. Right. You know, my two part-timers out here, they have software and hardware on their desk because a remote session, our mic doesn't matter. You know, they don't have mm -hmm. to be in a, in a sound treated environment. So we can literally have three shows going on at the same time now. And that I probably would have never thought of if it wasn't for COVID. Right. So and essentially like, these challenges um, that you were able to overcome helped you actually to expand. Very much so. And I, I don't want to mm -hmm. say, I mean, I, I don't want to sit here and brag and say it's my mindset, but it's mindset. You know, Absolutely. some people come up to a wall and they're like, oh gosh, I guess I better turn around. Mm -hmm. And I want to know, can I go around it? Can I go over it? Can I get rid of it? Can I go through it? You know what? How, how can I adapt to this situation? And I, that, that critical thinking, not that I'm the world's best critical thinker, um, is, is important. Absolutely. Because you never, you never know what life's going to give you. You know, you can sit and cry about it or you can 
you know, rise up and figure out how to thrive with it. And that was just my mentality. I mean, prior service Marine, that was, you know, instilled in me at a very young age. Mm-hmm. So you, you cope and you move on. All right. No, absolutely. And I think that that message is very important, especially given what we've all gone through um, for the last couple of years and, and how some people are, are still going through. Um, it's easy to have, you know, that mindset of, of wanting to give up or not knowing, not knowing if there's a way out or not. But um, that's been our experience as well. You know, trying different things like, no, we can make this work. Um, we can go around this. We can go around that. Even without funds available or resources available, there's always, you know, a way to do things. And that's why we wanted to, to speak to you and, and other um, similar individuals. That's awesome. Yeah, no, this is an awesome story. So, um, so you do, you record shows as well, but do people actually come in and, and do live shows too? We do. We um, have the capability, obviously, with StreamYard to stream live to any platform right. that, you know, has an open API. Um, the majority, I don't want to say the majority, about 60% of our shows, so I guess it is the majority, mm-hmm. do live. And that's just an economics feature. They're not paying for you know, editing and post-production work. I see. So they, they opt to do live. Um, the majority of them stream to Facebook, YouTube. Um, the business shows or higher end shows, higher end mindset shows uh, are tagging LinkedIn. I have some shows that are hitting Twitch. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's kind of all over the board. Try to steer them to where their audience is. That only makes sense to, to be there, be present. Right, absolutely. And did you find... Um... I guess my question is during the pandemic, did you find people wanting to do more so over the others like recorded versus live or did that uh, make a difference at all? You know what? Everybody, everybody wants recorded and edited Mm -hmm. because I hate the sound of my voice. What am I going to look like on camera? (laughs) And, and, and you know, I'm like, get over yourself. (laughs) You know, everybody hates the sound of their voice. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I show them, the economics of it it's an easier ask and then i remind him you've been doing live as long as you've been working you know if you've had a job you handled customer service you dealt with that you went to meetings you live is really no big deal at all um it's it's once they're reminded of that they kind Mm -hmm. of take a step back and deep breath and they're like okay you know, I'm on board. And if I think they're on the fence, and I'm like, let's come in here and just do an episode on me. We'll fire up the studio. You can sit down, intro, outro. I build their sound card out. We hit them with music and the effects and the lighting. Oh, and they're, nice. just, they're just, okay, I'm in. You know, that's a, that's a good sell. Or I invite them in to watch a live show. They can sit in the engineer booth with us. And sorry about that, guys. No, no worries. And, um, you know, watch it happen. And I mean, they walk out with a smile on their face and motivated and, but you know, it just breaks down those stereotypes and, absolutely, you know, cause yeah, I mean, I hate the sound of my voice and as the day goes on, because I talk so much, it gets raspier and raspier, but mm-hmm. you know, why the, we all the, hate the sound of our voice. What's that? Why do we all hate the sound of our voice? Oh man. I was just, <laughs> I didn't want to interject, but I was just going to say, we, Aaron and I, not even our first episode, but when we were practicing and, you know, doing Zooms and uh-huh. doing practice shows, we did about three or four of them. And like, it was me every time. I'm like, no, I hate my voice. If I do this again, I don't like doing my voice now. I'm sick of hearing my voice. Yeah. <laughs> so the, when you say that, that's funny. You know, you just got to get over that. And uh, yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. 
I mean, there's there's an audience for everybody. And you know what? If you don't like my voice, don't don't watch my show. I'm cool. Right. You know, I'm not going to lose any sleep. Just so you know, Brian, I don't like your voice. I just want to be clear. Hey, that's that's cool, man. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, people, people just I, again, I, I gently remind them, get over yourself. You yeah. know, it's not that serious. Um, you know, we've had we we've had some people through the studio where I'm like, I'd hate to listen to that voice for a long while, but they've been guests, <laughs> not, not, not hosts. You know, I've had hosts come to me that want to do video. And I'm like, I would recommend just audio um, because of your pace and the way you're talking, you're taking too long to think of the next thing. It's not riveting video. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not talking with their hands. They're not engaging. They're just, so the other day we, oh, you yeah. know, it's like the, mon- the monotone voice. <laughs> I'm like, I can fix that audio in post, you know, we can yeah. cut some of that dead air out. We can make, you know, a show that people will want to listen to, but video, you know, it's, it's going to cost so much money to try chopping all that time off video wise, you know? Sure, sure. So, I mean, I, I don't want people to come here and spend money just to spend money. You know, I want them to, yeah. I want them to have that mission. I want them to have a cool story. You know, I met this young lady and she told her story. This was actually at a meetup. And her story was this. She was 14 years old. Her entire family was dead. She somehow made it to the U.S. as a, as a refugee. She was mm-hmm. from Afghanistan. She's Afghan. And so at 14 years old, she's now in a new country, a language she doesn't know people she doesn't know and she thrived overcame learned the language got educated college degree and is crushing it mm-hmm. and i'm like I, I have a daughter you know mm-hmm. and i'm like there are daughters out there there's some sons out there that need to hear this story Absolutely. you know and i could never talk her into the studio dude never really? and i'm so upset at myself i if, if i met her today i probably could but mm-hmm. back then I was trying to figure out my game and I couldn't, I didn't. Right. And I'm so bummed that I lost that story because it was a remarkable story. No, absolutely. I mean, sometimes you, you hear these things or you see them, you know, on the news or, or things like that, but it's, it's way more important to get it, you know, from the, from the source and, yeah. and from like a real place, you know, and, and from real people. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That's cool. I want to know a little bit about Sitch Radio. Yeah. So my, uh, you know, I'm one of those guys that if I want it, I start acting and talking like I have it, you know, Mm -hmm. so sitch radio, sitch is a play on the word situation. What's your situation radio. I want to eventually have, you know, eight hours a day, six days a week, live programming, going out live Mm -hmm. internet, internet radio, you know? Right. Um, and, and maybe one day I'll get there. The hardware is purchased. Um, I haven't pulled the trigger on the software yet because it's a monthly and, you know, I, I can't fill yeah. the time. But um, that's the that's the five year plan, if you will. Um, but in the meantime, it's again, started off as me. I was I was doing it all. Um, you know, when I was able to offload bookkeeping 
I was so happy. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to write invoices. I don't have to do collections. This is cool, you know? Right. But that, that's where the term Sitch Radio came from. And okay. I just, you know, and then the component of the live shows, you know, is more radio-esque, live internet radio, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Sitch was just situation. What's your situation? What do you want to talk about? Come in here and share your situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that was the play. And, you know, I, I think if I could go back and rename it, I might have, you know, because there's some cool names of studios out there right now. And I'm like, oh, why didn't I think of that? But right. <laughs> that, that's hindsight, you know, and I'm I'm doing my best to carve out, you know, a, a little place for the Sitch Radio brand in the industry. But it's um it's it's been fun, dude. It's just it's amazing how much work it is. I mean, you guys know, yeah, when you're doing everything on your own. It's just I mean, if if Joey, he's one of my audio techs, if he calls out and can't do live shows, okay, I'll jump in and do them. The show must mm-hmm. go on. But now my emails aren't getting done. My sales calls aren't getting done. My discovery calls aren't getting done. Um, and that stuff's more and more important, especially with corporate clients, because right. we, we have a corporate client that pays us to host their show as well. So they kind of give us a hit list of who they'd like to see on the show. I see. We line up discovery calls. I've secured a host. Um, we just signed for a second year with them. They, they were pleased with year one. Um, so that host is actually a contractor of the studio, but it's discovery call, it's tech check, it's about a 45 minute recording. And then it's narrative style is what they want. So the only thing we keep out of that session is the guest or guests. And then we do a pickup session, re-recording the narratives tying all these pieces together after we rearranged it to tell this cool story. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's submit to the client. Do they have any edits? You know, are we doing, it's just takes, takes some time and some energy, man. Oh, absolutely. Um, but yeah. that's, I mean, Stitch radio has just grown, man. It's just blossomed. Some days I walk in here and I'm like, what's, what's going to hit me today. You know, I never thought I'd be doing a corporate show of that like that, you know, Right. We work with 511. They're a global brand when it comes to tactical uh, equipment and uh, just phenomenal. We've had the sitting LA County Sheriff on the show. We've had Mike Beltran, UFC. He kind of came out to the world as a deputy on the show. Nobody mm-hmm. knew he was a deputy. Um, we just had a guy named Ian Rivers. This guy, uh, British SAS, 26 years, multiple combat tours, just mm-hmm. secret squirrel stuff. He to raise awareness for PTSD is going to row a boat unsupported from New York to the United Kingdom. What? <laughs> oh man. And That's so I, I'm looking through the glass at the host, Will, like, and, <laughs> and Will at, at one point goes, you know, you keep talking about adventure. What is adventure to you? He goes, not knowing the outcome, not knowing if I'm going to live or die. Mm-hmm. Adventure to me is like Six Flags Magic Mountain. Well, exactly. You know, <laughs> hiking for me. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, and this guy's like, yeah, not knowing the outcome. Okay. Cool. Right. <laughs> Rock on with your bad self. I mean, but being exposed to these people and their stories is just, again, best job in the world, man. 
No, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. And, um, you know, being able to, to grow to the point, you know, where you're at now and, and knowing from, you know, where you started and the challenges during the pandemic, what would you say is like the big, biggest lesson that you've taken away from, from everything just by having your business and, and believing in your vision? You know, two things. And one we discussed, number one, have that mission statement, mm-hmm. have those values mm-hmm. because you can always take a deep breath, reflect on those and, and be able to make a decision easily. Number two, I can't, we can't, we don't, those words just aren't in our vocabulary. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was audio only when we first started, customers started asking for video. I know it's possible. Let's dive in and get it figured out. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. Cameras are how much <laughs> lighting, yeah. you know, it's it, cables, just the cabling alone for cameras was, you know, an investment. Yeah. Um, sure. So being able to just accept a challenge and figure it out and get it done. Because at the end of the day, if it's possible, they're going to find somebody to do it. It might as well be you. Absolutely. And, and when, when the world hits and stresses hit, I go outside, I feel the sun on my face. If I'm lucky, I get to look at some blue clouds, feel a little breeze, take a few deep breaths and just be grateful for, for this, for this opportunity, man, for being being alive right now it's mm-hmm. just i mean 100 years ago there was no podcast 50 years right. ago there was no podcast yeah. you know and and yeah. it's an industry now and Absolutely. this industry is just i mean with everything with bitcoin and nfts in this space alone mm-hmm. it's just amazing um and to be involved in it at this level i mean i i couldn't ask for anything else man Absolutely. And that's something, you know, we've, we've talked about recently and diving into that whole concept. I know you brought up NFTs. That whole thing is like mind blowing. and very. Um, yeah. I mean, it just, just plan. I, I think one of the biggest thing where people that want to get in this space or venture out into something mm-hmm. is plan and mm-hmm. bounce that plan off some trusted confidants and, and rely on it, you know, a lot of people like, yeah, I have a plan. If it's up here, it's not a plan, man. It's, yeah. You know, the old adage, if it's not written down. It's a dream, but, but that's, that's reality. You've got to put pen to paper. You've got to prioritize. And again, you can bounce each task off that mission statement, off those values, reprioritize and, and take that little tiny piece you can get done today and get it done. Mm-hmm. Don't put it off and just chisel away at that plan. And before you know it, you're going to be talking to, two cool kids on a, on a podcast about what you've done, you know? <laughs> no, that, that's awesome. I'm glad you said that because um, just with our experience and, and trying to build this platform and, and create a community, um, essentially, this isn't like something we came up with overnight. We're talking like almost a year, you know, pen to the pad, like you said, like talking every day, conversations, bouncing right. new ideas off of each other and really planning and, and organizing and getting in concept to the point where we're both comfortable, like, okay, we can execute this and we can help people. But like you said, it's all in the planning and, and putting things together. And, and sometimes it could take a while, but if you have the vision, then you, you know, you gotta have the confidence to, to execute and do it. All right. We're going to turn the hat around really quick here. At the same time, I want you guys to put your hand up in front of the camera, holding fingers up one, two, five, Five being spot on, 
how well do you individually think, put your hands down out of view so, so we can't see them. How well do you think you executed that plan? On the count of three, you're going to put those fingers in the air. You following? Yeah. One, two, three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, we you know, put, a, put a lot of hard work into it. A lot of, I'm like three, four, five times phone calls a day, talking to each other, two, three hours each. Like we really were both dedicated to this, um, even with, with busy schedules, um, families and, Dude, you know, exactly. we know each other so well. This is, that just feels like it's meant to be. And, and, and in the making and we always knew we wanted to do something you know together um even like 10 years ago when i used to you know live in in los angeles and um maybe a little bit more than 10 years ago i was actually you know playing baseball and aaron was just my cousin would come pick me up so i could hang out and have something to do on the weekends and just relax you know what i'm saying um that's cool so that's how you know we, we started really hanging out and we funny story i didn't even meet him until i was like 18 years old so wow really that, yeah, we didn't grow up together or anything like that. He's from um, my dad's side of the family. So my grandfather's side of the family, they're all from, you know, Michigan and the Detroit area. And uh, so my grandfather was the youngest out of 12 kids. And he moved to Los Angeles with one of the older sisters um, when he was in high school or when he was a teenager. So that's how that that side of the family got started in California. So and Aaron was still from some of the siblings that, you know, that still lived in Michigan. So and, um, you know, I never I never went back there for any of the, the family unions or anything like that growing up. And um, but it just so happened he, he moved to California and I met him at one of the, the family beach parties. And I was, I was like 18, 19 years old and we just hit it off right away. And that's cool. And, you know, obviously we're cousins, but we've been like, you know, like best friends ever since. So absolutely that's cool you know one thing when you're working with a partner family friend whatever write things out it doesn't have to be some long formal contract but you know what you're expected to do what you've mm -hmm. agreed to do what you're going to get from it what just to have that foundation because i've seen a few shows you know just mm -hmm. fall apart because one person's like, I'm doing all the work. They're not doing right. anything. And you know, if, if it's something you both want to do, you're, you're going to do, you've, you've made that verbal commitment. Now you're looking at it in writing and, and you're going to get it done because you don't want to let the other down, you know? Right. Right. And I was, I'm glad you said that too. That's very important for anybody else listening and for any type of business, really, or any type of venture you're doing with somebody or family. Yeah, I mean, me and Aaron would talk very late at night and then I would be writing down the things we were talking about. And then I'd send like an email. I'm doing this. You're doing this. I'm doing this. You're doing this. And then we kind of just check off the list every day. So cool. I um, got 100 emails. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, definitely. But um, but it goes back to like you said, we had a clear vision. You know, we both have similar values and our main goal is to, to help others and, and get stories out there that could be inspirational, at least for this first season. And to um, to help people that that haven't seen the other side, you know, this of this pandemic yet that still might be down and out because there is a there's an audience for for everything. I think you you touched on it earlier. Um, yeah. You put something out there. Somebody's going to like it, you know, and if we could help even one person by um, sharing our experiences and, and people coming on here, sharing their experiences. And we feel like we've, we've done what we set out to do. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, um, I do want to know what, what advice would you give to, to, to somebody that's thinking about getting into the same space as you, Brian? 
You, you know, it, it's it's funny you ask that. Um, it was about three years ago. We we're at the uh, podcast Outliers Festival in L.A. Mm-hmm. And, and I met this guy um, and I, I won't use his name because he anyway, but he was kind of producing a podcast for a company and we just we clicked, you know, we stayed in touch. We talked every month, you know, at least once a month for a little while and and all of that. Well, he ended up leaving and standing up a studio in L.A. And when he was planning that we were on the phone a lot. I'm like, dude, don't do this. That was bad. You know, mm-hmm. I was just giving him all the advice I could from the lessons I learned. What was good? What was bad? You know, what I what I failed at, what I wish I would have given more time. And, and I recall one of the pieces of advice I gave him. If you plan on working an eight-hour day, just adjust that mentality right now because it's not going to be eight. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're going to burn some hours. Make sure you talk to your family, your loved ones, and let them know. Um, and, and with technology nowadays, are you guys familiar with the man in the arena? FDR speech. Yeah, I am actually. Okay. I, know, I know LeBron James writes it on his shoes. <laughs> so on my phone, I've got a shortcut set up. And when I drive to work, when I get close, it geotags and it pops up and it says I'm entering the arena and it's just time to crush, man. Mm-hmm. And when I go home, it reminds me to be present for my wife. Mm-hmm. And, and when I get there, I've got to leave all this behind. No matter sure. what didn't get accomplished, no matter how screwed up tomorrow's going to be, it's she's deserving of that because when I'm here, I'm here, mm-hmm. you know, and, and make sure your loved ones understand what you're doing and how important it is to you just to kind of adjust those expectations. All right, and I think that's one of the biggest pieces of advice I could give because no, no one wants to, no one wants to work a, just a jacked up day and go home feeling like you need to kick the dog. And, and then, <laughs> yeah. you know, the wife's mad at you or the husband's mad at you because, you know, you work 16 hours. Well, you know, and there are some days, man, it, it feels like I wake up, I brush my teeth, I drink a cup of coffee and I go to work. I literally go home, eat dinner and go to bed. And on occasion that still happens, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And that's just the reality. When you say you want to be a business owner, there's a lot on your shoulders, man. Right, absolutely. There's a lot. So help loved ones understand and manage those expectations. But when you're with them, be present. Don't yeah. don't take them for granted. Give them every undying. I mean, in the middle of all this, my daughter moved back from Alabama. So oh, now really? it's like, mm-hmm. I've got my wife and my daughter. And, right. you know, it's like, okay. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I, I tell everybody, if you call, if I don't answer, leave a message because before I eat dinner, you will get a call back from me. Once mm-hmm. I eat dinner, it's that's off. It. Right. That's it. It's off the table. <laughs> <My work day laughs> gone. No, that's very, that's very important. And something, you know, I had to, I had to learn maybe uh, almost the hard way. I used to work in, um, in IT and um, I became like a VP, like right before I was 30 or something like that. And, you know, I was all excited and, you know, making all this more money than I've ever made before in my life. But, to be honest, I was like, I've told Aaron this before, I was the unhappiest that I've ever been, but making the most money that I've ever made. Yeah. And it was yeah. just like, it didn't make sense to me. You know, like you said, you come home and 
I couldn't even mentally check out because there was so much work. And then, you know, my wife's eating dinner by herself and then, you know, I'm up till midnight and I'm just waking up doing the same thing over and over and over again. And you get, you get burned out and it's important to, um, to have those, those boundaries and having that time set aside for your family, for your own mental health as well. So with with, with technology, I'm sorry. No, I just, that's very important what you were saying. And I hope people uh, really pay attention to that. It's one of the, the most important things that, uh, that have been discussed so far. You know, and, and as silly as it sounds, we have so much tech in our hands and, and utilize it. You know, I, I block off time in my calendar for production time. I block off time in my calendar for emails. I block mm-hmm. off, block off. Yeah. So it's like, okay, what's next? I can look at my calendar. Oh, you know, I've got three minutes till emails. Let me run to the restroom and go outside and feel some fresh air right. and then come back in and crush what I need to crush. Mm-hmm. It's, it's when we plan meetings and we don't leave time to work is when your day gets out of control. Right. And the wife's mad at you and the dog doesn't remember you and, and you know, all of that. So sure, sure. utilize that tech. Absolutely. No, for sure. For sure. And then uh, actually one other question I wanted to ask because a lot of um, what we're doing and, and an element that we've wanted to, you know, kind of add, you know, for the people that are watching or listening um, is, even if, you know, especially to have a business, you, you need to understand money, you need to understand how it works. And, you know, you need to be careful of what you're doing with that, or at least be mindful and, and financially literate. So I'm just curious, um, what did you, uh, what did you learn? Or what were you taught about money growing up? And, and how did you apply it to, to your business? You know, it's, it's, it's funny you say that both my parents grew up on farms. Mm-hmm. They actually went to school together. It was a one room schoolhouse, all grades. And my grandmother was the teacher. And oh, what? <laughs> That's cool. yeah, yeah. Um, dude, I've seen the one room schoolhouse visiting back mm-hmm. east. It's crazy. I mean, I went to LA Unified. It was, you know, we had big schools and right. Okay. So I didn't get a lot of financial literacy training when I was a kid. It was save, mm-hmm. save, 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 save. Save mm-hmm. money for a rainy day. And When you join, well, when I joined the Marine Corps, I don't know what they do nowadays. There's MCIs, the Marine Corps Institute. You have to take these classes. It's a book and you read it and take a test. It's proxied. You send it in, you know, you, you pass and get your next one. Mm -hmm. And um, I could have swore mine was called um, finance for Marines, but I, I I Googled it and it's personal finance or beginning person anyway. Mm -hmm. But it was like, that was the first time I knew, I I even understood why balancing your checkbook was so important, which is something we don't even do anymore. Right. Because of tech. Um, And and that was my first understanding of personal finance. And the caveat is there, if you bounce a check, command's going to come down and you'll lose rank. They'll put you in rank, you know? So, So that's the first thing they teach you. When I got out of the Marine Corps, I actually tried running my first business for, well, I, I, I cleaned swimming pools so I could kind of surf and smoke a lot of dope is what I did when I first got out of the Marine Corps. <laughs> um, so if we're being honest. Um, Absolutely. And obviously that, that doesn't, you know, that's not a good long-term plan. Um, so I got back into, you know, the business world. I, being a Marine, I fell back into executive celebrity protection, a lot of security work, things of that mm-hmm. nature. Um, standing up a business and just having a basic understanding of money in money out mm-hmm. in all reality is what you need to know 
and then you pay someone who knows how yeah. to deal with it because it's not my forte, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm like, I need a new camera. It's going to cost this. I send it to bookkeeping. They're like, "Mm, you're going to have to wait a week. We need this check to clear. Okay, cool. You know, they're telling me yes, no. Right. Um, Moving beyond that, this year, we're bringing in a financial planner to Mm -hmm. really think long-term and help with that. It's not my forte, you know? Right, right. I know it's important and I know I'm not the guy to do it. So that type of education is especially nowadays a fractional anything is is you can buy it you know a fractional cfo a fractional coo a fractional so you bring in the talent and then you can only do it if you know what your weaknesses are and planning long-term finance that's not my jam man i want to help creators Mm -hmm. create you Mm -hmm. know i want to take off your shoulders what you eat doing creating your podcast you know, and, right. and if it's a little bit cool, if it's everything awesome, we're, we're here to just get your story out. And, and that's where I excel. And that's what I want to focus on. I don't want to focus on, you know, 401k and where money, it's not my jam. Right. Right. So without having been said, I really don't know crap. Um, <laughs> I got people for that, which is cool. <laughs> no, definitely. Definitely. Oh man. So, um, so for anybody that might be seeing or listening, I I love your business model. I love that you're helping people get their stories out. Um, it's all, all positive stuff. And I want people to know, um, where, where can they find you? Where can they look you up? Where can they find you? Where can they follow you? Yeah. If you go to sitchradio.com, S I T C H radio.com, Mm -hmm. we have meetups. We do a monthly meetup. They're 100% free. Again, our mission, Sitch Radio is here to help you tell your story, mm-hmm. whether you're a customer or not. We do these meetups. The majority of the people that come are not customers, but they're taking away actionable information that they can you know, utilize to make their show better. Um, you can find us there. Those, those two places would be the best. We're on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Okay, cool. You know, so Stitch Radio. Yeah, we're, we're everywhere, and it's Sitch Radio, S-I-T-C-H-R-A-D-I-O. All right. Awesome. Yeah. I'm going to go follow that myself after we're done here. I want to point out for any of his listeners, any of your, any of your, your followers, Brian, that, that might relate to what you talked about in terms of the long-term financial Uh uh, type of uh, 401ks and whatnot. If anybody uh, else needs help with that, that's the kind of thing that Kyle and myself can help you guys with. So. Well, we're going to have to hook up and we'll make sure we share this episode with everybody too. And, you know, the, the, real quick, do, do we have time? Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. So I do this show called Wait What? Financial Matters That Matter for businesses and the people who own them. That's the full tagline of the show. So this guy named Eric Bell, great, great guy. Um, more so on the insurance side. They're dealing with compliance departments, so he can't really give information or advice or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I met him at a Bitcoin um, meetup, right? Mm-hmm. And he, he came over to me. He's like, hey, my name is Eric. Uh, I'm told you're the podcast guy. And so we started talking about podcasts. And my, he's like, well, where do I find them? Like, they're on your phone. And he didn't even know there was a podcast app on his phone. And he's like, how much? I'm like, they're free. And he's like, oh, my gosh, I need one. So yeah. he does this show <laughs> with me. Dude, this guy had several, on several occasions, has brought guests in where they're just spitting gold. I'm literally 
pen and paper during the recording session yeah. taking notes. And I'm like, wait, what? You can do that? And literally the title of that show, no idea. And, and that's the thing. The tax code is ridiculously large. Mm-hmm. Um, and the amount of instruments that are available, depending on the banking institutions you're in. And th- here's the extent of my, my financial knowledge. Are, are different. You know, a lot of people think Wells Fargo Chase are great business banks. Mm, they mm-hmm. don't have a lot of the same instruments that small merchant banks have for small business. Right. And mm-hmm. just starting a relationship with a small merchant bank is going to do a small business so much more um, and just be able to serve them so much more because they have more instruments to offer. And I didn't even know, you know, banks had instruments, but um, I now know what instruments are. And I got people to handle that. So, <laughs> that's, very, but, that's very important. And I hope uh, people, you know, home that are going to see this are, are writing that down. You know, do do your research. Look at your small merchant banks before going to, like you said, like a Chase or, or a Wells Fargo. And and find people like Aaron and Kyle who do know who that is their jam because it's not my jam. And without people like Kyle and Aaron, I'd probably be sitting in a cell because I did something stupid. For tax code. I can't read because I don't think you could start and finish reading the tax code in a lifetime. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. 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 But yeah, that's what, uh, that's what started off our, our whole journey is um, we became um, financial professionals and, you know, studied, got our state licenses um during the pandemic when our when our nine oh, wow. to fives when our nine to fives were slowing down or um you know when my whole department shut down at, at my job and I was uh I was, it was a dream job I never would have you know I've always wanted to to own my own business and you know maybe have a side hustle and but have my own thing um you know doing it doing it that way but when I lost um you know, my, my job, when my department shut down because of the, the pandemic, it just made me go full throttle. Like I, yeah. I need to do something for myself. And you're also creating a legacy as well. You know, something that you could share with your family, something that a family member could take over one day. So it, the, I'd say the ceiling is, is there's is no ceiling really, but when you're, you know, when you're working for somewhere there, there could be a ceiling there, but the, the ceiling is endless in terms of what you can provide for other people, um, I mean, help other people. Not- I, I don't think people understand just some basic financial literacy is, is the difference between a comma and a couple of zeros, mm-hmm. you know, in your bank at, at the end of a year, you know, there's, there's some really cool things you can do to shelter that fund and, or, you know, and it's always changing and that's yeah, absolutely, you know, when, when you were in it, how many were, were you a coder or data networking? Or? Oh no! So I used to uh, I used to manage a team of engineers and I used to run operations at a, at a small like uh, IT startup firm. So we provided you know like networking solutions and uh-huh. hardware and software for like big businesses in the, in the Bay Area. And that stuff's always changing. Oh, code um, changes, every year. tech yeah. changes, yeah. and you need a professional like yourself in the IT world to keep up with all that change. Mm-hmm. And that's why people come to me, you know, right now I'm pushing out information on the whole value for value when it comes to podcasting where people can microdose or microdose, my, you send you micro payments. Right. I don't know where that came from. Micro payments of Bitcoin <laughs> for listening to your, to your show, you know, it's, but you know, this is my world and you guys are in the financial world. So 
no, it's the same. It's the same thing. You know, one of our one of the people like in our in our network, they say, you know, a lot of these retirement strategies or, or life insurance plans and things like that. They're like they're like cars. They're like, OK, you have you have a 1995 insurance plan, but there's something that came out three years ago that, you know, you can grow your money faster. You can use it while you're alive and it's tax free. Oh, what? I've never heard of that before. You know, there's constantly new things coming out and uh, things changing. So yeah. we're just trying to bring that information to the to the community as well. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. But yeah, yeah. no, thanks. Um, you have anything else, Aaron? No, no, I don't, man. I think that was an awesome, uh, awesome story. Um, fi- glad to finally get to interview and talk. I know. No, that was, that was I had a lot of fun. I want to, uh, yeah, we got, we're going to have to connect Brian and, uh, and, you know, have a, keep the conversation going. So to speak. definitely, but um, definitely. No, thank you. Thank you for your time. Like I said, thank you for, you know, just just getting out there and, and submitting your business to our show and, and spending the time to talk to us. And, and thank you for your service as well. Hey, no worries. And thank you for the opportunity, man. It's always nice to meet like-minded people in the space. And, you know, you guys are doing this so others can share their stories, which is mm-hmm. phenomenal. Um, we greatly appreciate you allowing me to run my mouth about Sitch Radio a little bit. So, Oh, man. No, that's what it's about. That's, that's what it's about. And we'll have to, uh, we'll have, to have, you, have you on again uh, one oh. day. Anytime when we grow this thing and, and all that, but we're definitely going to uh, we'll shout you out, you know, when the episode is out and we'll uh, post you, you know, on our, our social media and make sure, um, you know, people can, can come and, and share their stories if they, if they need your services. And, and uh, you know, we're all just trying to help each other. Yeah, and, and tag us in everything you do and we'll make sure we push it out to our audience as well. And, um, you know, that, that, this was awesome you guys right. Right. Well, i appreciate that no you have a good rest of your evening no that was fun i really really enjoyed talking to you Brian. all right boys okay now all right Later. see you